Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Andrea. And you're listening to our podcast, That's Not What Andrea Told Me. We're two sisters separated by age and geography, but united in our love of talking to each other. Thanks for listening. Welcome to our fourth episode. Actually, can you get where I can see you? Sure. I I feel weird talking to your... (laughs) (laughs) I was comfy. I built a pillow fort. Can you build your pillow fort the other way? I can, but then I don't have anything to prop up on. Oh. It just feels weird. I'm looking at Russell's pants. (laughs) (laughs) That's your fault. (laughs) Okay. So, starting over. Hopefully... Hold yeah. on. I'm still rebuilding. Okay. Okay. And you may good- you may proceed. Okay. Welcome to episode four of That's Not What Andrea Told Me. And today we are talking about friendships. But before we get started, we have to say something we've been meaning to say for the last two episodes, which is a huge thank you and shout out to our cousins, Austin and Alex Daniel for writing our intro theme music, which we absolutely love. So big thanks, guys. Yeah. People other than us have commented like the first episode that we added it and said, oh my gosh, I love the new music. Where's that from? So we love them very much and are very grateful that they were willing to write us something Mm -hmm. for our podcast. With minimal to no direction. (laughs) Yeah. What was the direction we gave them? Something that Papa would have liked. Yeah. (laughs) We are very helpful. (laughs) But they're awesome and amazing. Now that that's out of the way, something that keeps coming up in our episodes is that this this theme that we are, in fact, different people. (laughs) Some people probably don't believe that, especially if you can't tell our voices apart. But uh, here we are being two, in fact, separate human entities. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're going to talk about today is our sort of differences in making friends and keeping maybe some friends. of our different conceptions. What was that? And keeping friends. Oh, sorry, keeping friends. I guess discussing what that looks like for us. So one of the things we started off talking about today as we were kind of thinking about this episode was personality types. And of course, the most popular is Myers-Briggs. And we both happen to know our Myers-Briggs. I know my friend Melissa is listening and she's going to be very upset about that. Apparently in psychology, this is not the thing you use anymore, but it's the easiest thing to use (laughs) because it's everywhere. And we think that some of it is personality differences in terms of how we make friends and keep them throughout the years. So what's your Myers-Briggs case? So I am pretty sure it has been many years since I took it, but I am pretty sure I am INTJ. Okay. And what does that mean? That means I am... Innovative, independent, strategic, logical, reserved, insightful, driven by my own original ideas to achieve improvements. Ooh. Yeah. So. That feels about right. Yeah. For the most part, I would, I would agree. Yeah. I'm not sure about the logical part. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're very logical. And then we're pretty sure I'm an ENFJ. Here's what Andrea is. (laughs) She's an ENFJ, which means she would be caring, enthusiastic, idealistic, organized, diplomatic, responsible, skilled communicator who values connections with people, which feels right. That feels very right. 
particularly that last part we saw when I moved to Montevallo and made a friend within minutes of our first run. And not just like loose acquaintance. Yeah, my second family. Yeah. Yeah. So when I moved to Alabama, Casey was training for your first marathon, right? Mm -hmm. And so you needed to run. So we had all arrived in Alabama that Friday night and gotten a little sleep. And then the boys were going to start unloading the truck and you and I were going to go for a run. And all we knew to do was run to Ore Park in my town. So we run to the park and we get in there. And this is how I remember this going, which was just funny to me, is we see this group of people standing there behind their cars, which as a person who moved from Houston in Memorial Park, running groups always stand around their cars or whatever. So I said to you, hey, do you think that's a running club? And you were like, I don't know. Why don't you ask them? <laughs> so we did. <laughs> but actually, you were hesitant to do it. Really? Yeah, oddly. I don't remember that. Yeah, you were like, mm, no, I'm not going to bother them. It's like, who cares? Just do it. Good. Uh, I'm glad we did that because I met my friend Beth, who truly, truly has been my my family away from family. A lot of my friends in Montevallo joke about I, that I know everybody. Mm-hmm. Part of that, too, is just because I'll talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I have zero problems going up to anybody and saying words to them. Yeah. So whether or not that turns into a lifelong friendship is a whole other yeah. Deal. <laughs> yeah, you love to to yell things at people like when we were at dinner the other night and you noticed the people two tables over looking at Thea. So you yelled, She's a big flirt. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but that guy loved it. Yeah, I mean, she's real cute. It's true. The other day we were sitting on my deck and a few of us were together and a colleague that I know somewhat well from the business school was walking home. And so, I, I mean, what is that distance, do you think, like from my back deck to Betty's driveway? A hundred feet. A hundred feet. And I'm like, Mullet, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. You so. do that a lot when we, we'll, we'll be talking on the phone, which we do oh, at yeah. least every day. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, you'll be mid-sentence and then it'll be like, oh, hey, how are you? And it's like, what? <laughs> and then and then you're like, I got to let you go. Because you have to have a, a quick sidebar with some rando on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's true. It also happens when I'm mowing my grass. I never mow my grass uninterrupted. Mm. Somebody pulls up to say hi, always. Well, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, again, a lot of that is a function of being in a small town. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever pulled over on the side of the road in Houston to chat with me about, sure. you know, my grass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> lot of it for me is I'm just willing to talk to just about anybody and you know I think we've talked about this before about the sorority sort of helping with small talk Mm -hmm. and like figuring out a way to communicate with somebody that you either don't know yet what you have in common Mm -hmm. or trying to find that out and so I really do think that well I guess three years of recruitment really Mm -hmm. because the first time you're on the other side but like you really do build that skill Yeah, I would agree with that. And I would actually almost venture to say that I think that that training has potentially disrupted my personality results because when I need to, I think I can act like an extrovert. Oh, 100%. It's not how I prefer to live my life, but I I can. I can turn it on and I can talk to humans when I must. Well, and so I think I mentioned to you that my friend Christina told me about this book, Please Understand Me Too. And one of the things in that book is this misconception that extroverts just want to talk to people all the time and introverts just don't want to talk to people all the time. But in reality, it's where you derive your energy. Mm -hmm. And so introverted people 
can still be very social people. Mm-hmm. It just drains them in a much faster way, right? Versus me, I mean, I also get tired and sometimes need to just be at home and quiet, <laughs> um, oddly enough. But yeah, so you do really well. It's just that you then have got to recharge. Mm-hmm. Got to pull back. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that was something that was really hard for Russell to understand when we first started dating. That, you know, he could spend every single day in interaction with people, you know, 24-7, 365, and be totally fine. And I would just wither away. He didn't just didn't understand why it was like I would we could go and do something and I would be fine but then like you know he would say let's go do this other thing and I'd be (laughs) like I would literally rather shove spikes under my nails sure than see another person and yeah I think that's exactly it. Which is another reason why the pandemic was a-okay for you. Really was. <laughs> I'm really struggling with how I'm going to re-emerge. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, when can I throw a party? <laughs> That's, well, I like parties because yeah. they can be in my space. True. I love people coming into my space. I yeah. don't like having to go to other people's spaces. Yeah. Absolutely. I think those are some of our, our big differences. But the other thing that I think we definitely need to address, which we briefly talked about, I think, on our first episode, is this, the very stereotypical way in which our relationship mirrors a, an older sibling and a younger sibling, mm-hmm. right? Particularly in the talking for you yeah, <laughs> range. Which, which I called this segment, A Brief History of the Andrea Casey Ventriloquist Act. It's really funny, I think, because... I, I think other people who experience that assume that I will be annoyed by it. Right. And I don't know if it's a function of the fact that this has just been going on my whole life, so I accept it. Or if I truly just don't care. Yeah. Um, Or perhaps third, that I know that you will adequately explain what I would try to explain and perhaps in a better and more succinct way. (laughs) I don't... I think Russell would argue with you that succinctness is a a skill or a trait I possess. (laughs) Yeah, you know, as I think about this, in my memory, the first time that I was like, oh, Casey is an adult and I am talking for her, which we talked about a couple times ago on this podcast too, was when you first got Ivan and he was very sick. Mm. And we went to the vet together and when the vet walked in and was like, what's wrong? I just started describing to her what was wrong. And at, at some point in that vet visit, I, I really was like, why am I doing this? You know, <laughs> like, well, I think you and I are both very protective of each other mm. in a way that is probably fairly common among children of divorced parents. Don't mess with my sister, I'll kill you. In my mind, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think you know that it always comes from a place of love, mm-hmm. not of you're a big old dum-dum <laughs> and can't talk for yourself. <laughs> Stuff it. Let me tell this story. <laughs> I think I'm also just like that in general. It would be really interesting to pay attention to our talk times on this podcast because I definitely say a lot more words Mm -hmm. probably (laughs) not everybody may know that you and I went to the same school kindergarten through 12th so I was in fourth or fifth grade when you started and if memory serves after I graduated I think it was the very first open house that mom went to for you would would you have been in eighth grade when I was a senior I think it was open house and the, some of the teachers that had had both of us and had seen both of us over the years said to mom that it was so much better for you to not have me on that campus, that hmm. you had really blossomed 
and come into your own when you are not in my shadow. Did you know that? I don't think so. Yeah. Or I just forgot. Something to that effect. We can have her correct us. But it was something yeah. that like you had been in my shadow for all of those years. And, and it, you really definitely came out of your shell maybe a little bit more yeah. once you didn't have me around. Very interesting. I don't know if I would say that's necessarily what it was so much as, you know, it was coming of age, right? Yeah, yeah it was whatever that, however old you are in eighth grade, 14? 14-ish, I think. Yeah. My, one of my handful of friends that I have, I had met the year before, mm-hmm. Sarah. And so, you know, I think there was a little bit of that too. I mean, and I, I had people that I went to school with the whole time, but it didn't have like as close of a relationship with, I would say. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. It was an interesting time. Yeah. Well, and as it relates to friends, you and I had a very different experience, Mm -hmm. right? Ultimately, because I still consider myself to be very good friends with a group of girls that I, well, again, because we were together for 13 years, Mm -hmm. our friendships ebbed and flowed, but we, we still have Zooms every couple of, every couple of months, three months. And it's one of those things that like, we don't know everything that's going on all the time in each other's lives. We're not talking every day or texting every day, but like we really have a good time when mm-hmm. we all get on the phone. And, and, and y'all chat. all took rather different tra- life trajectories. Well, interestingly, yes. But, you know, three of us are involved in politics in some way. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Me, Vicky, and Lindsay. Do you think that has anything to do with Colonel? We all have talked about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we, we've talked a little bit too, and this can be a podcast for another day, but a little bit about ideologies and like where we fall on the ideological spectrum today versus our parents mm. and versus the, the teachers that, that groomed us and how interesting that change has been. We, we've had a few conversations about that. So that's interesting. Yeah. But that's definitely a podcast for another day. Um, <laughs> so I think that's the other, I think, kind of difference between the two of us with respect to our friends. I have all of these groups of friends mm-hmm. and everybody can come together and sometimes they do, but it's it's a very... I don't want to say segmented, but yeah, I just have. It's you know, it's a different life, stage, not lifetimes. Yeah, life what is, stages. Why are words so hard right now? I don't know. I think I, because both of us are have bad bad allergies. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about how we define friendship because I think this is an interesting question you posed. So you start. Yeah. So I think it's yeah, obviously it's a somewhat pedantic question. Yeah. You know, but I think especially as we talk today, we all speak rather colloquially, I would say. You know, so I often am like, oh yeah, my friend, so-and-so. Right. Whereas in reality, I wouldn't really consider that person my friend. When I think of my friends, it is a, a very small set of people. And there are some friends that, and actually this is a, a term that I don't think I knew until I started hanging out with Russell's friends, but the concept of a side friend. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so I, don't, like, I don't know this term, I don't think. You've got your real friends, but then you also have like your side friends. And it's the person you'll go to if your core group of friends or person or people, oh. who, you know, so it's like you wouldn't call up that person, but nece- like as, as like first tier. Okay. Yeah. And I think some of that too has to do with availability. Yeah. Like when I think of some of my friends like Molly, we talk quite a bit, but we never get together. Right. We're the worst. But you both have children. Right. And and then it's this pandemic year and, and all that. And there's just never enough time for everything. Yeah. So, you know, that's to me, I, I think it's, it's not, I guess that's not so much a definition yeah. as just your conception. Yeah. So I think you can think about this in terms of depth mm-hmm. as well as breadth. Um, 
Yes. <laughs> you can think about it like a cylinder. <laughs> Pi r squared. Yeah. So like for me, maybe maybe this is a little bit too the distinction between a friend and a best friend. Mm, right? Interesting. So for me, best friends are the friends that I almost feel are like a sister, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, no relationship's ever going to be like this, mm-hmm. but I, I feel comfortable telling them anything. Like, here's the worst thing about me that I thought or did or said, and you know I'm not a bad person. I, you know, you can really dive into the really deep stuff. Versus the friends that you have a lot in common, it's cool, but, you know, you're going to just talk about your work or your hobbies that you have in common, things like that. Surface level. Yeah, slightly more surface level. But I hate to say that because it makes it sound insincere almost. And I think those surface level friendships serve a purpose, mm-hmm. right? In terms of you've you've bonded over something. Yeah. And so I don't want to begrudge those friendships. I think they serve a place and a purpose and are mm-hmm. very, very important as well. But then I also think for me, and I think probably for you too, is that there are friendships that you have that you're you are separated by geography or time zones or whatever and so you don't talk every day or text every day or whatever but you can pick up that phone you can send a text or a snapchat or whatever and it is truly like not a minute past right yeah. like i i feel that way about a lot of my college friends there are a number of them that i've really not been in touch with for a long time but i think about this i was um involved in the sorority alumni group in houston and nobody that pledged with me or right around me was in that group at the time or very few people anyways and we were at this fundraiser event and I turned around and this girl, Amanda, that I think she was pledge class beneath me. I hadn't seen her since I graduated. So maybe 10, 12 years. And it was super cool because this photographer caught these pictures of us and it was just sheer joy on our faces, <laughs> you know, but we, we had truly, like I hadn't talked to her, seen her, thought about her in 10 years. And we just spent the whole rest of the evening talking, you know? Oh, fun. So I feel like there are a lot of friends like that, that also exist, you know, that, I don't talk to them on a regular basis, but I could. I mean, mm-hmm. if I if I picked up the phone and said, I'm going to come visit you, it would be totally normal, you know? I feel like if I turned around and saw someone I hadn't seen in 10 years, I would probably just turn back around and walk away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get into this. I don't, I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, a complicated bag, but yeah. Yeah, so you said you also had examples of your of your tiers, tiers and types. Yeah. So well, so then thinking about my different groups. I have my Houston girls. So we all became really good friends running. Of course, now we're apart. During the pandemic, we were zooming once a week, but as with most people, now that life's picked back up, we're not doing that regularly. But when it's not in a pandemic, we try to take a trip once a year to see each other, you know. I've got the wine night girls. And we worked together at the same company 10, 15 years ago and have remained friends. We also always do a trip. They come out and see me. I think they've been to Montebello twice, maybe three times. I forget. And then I've got the girls at Montebello that I started with. And I've got my friends from Montebello that live in Montebello. So it's very easy for us to walk to each other's houses. I have my 80-year-old friends that mm-hmm. I have 7 a.m. diner breakfast with on Saturday mornings. <laughs> I have my city council buddy who is also 87 years old. <laughs> he gave me a ride last time. I probably should have driven. <laughs> probably. I have my, my PEO friends, my women's group friends. So anyways, I just, and again, it's not like these groups never mix. It's mm-hmm. just that 
I don't know. There's just these bubbles. I'm making this circular bubble motion with my yeah. hands. You're the glue. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But but I think the other thing here, that and this only just came up maybe three-ish years ago with my group of girlfriends that I started at Montevallo with. So our age range, I'm the oldest, and the youngest is Melissa, who is your age. Mm-hmm. And we had we were having this conversation about friends and... I don't know, what, some, I think somebody made a comment about how I am friends with people who are older than me. And that got me thinking about it. And it's true. I think my bottom limit is 33. <laughs> <laughs> but my upper limit goes to 90. Yeah. <laughs> and it, I think, the reason I think that that started and that I just never was a person in my 20s who was only friends with people in my 20s is because when I graduated college, moved back to Houston, and I, I lived with mom and Dan for a few months. Five minutes. Right? <clears throat> rules, rules, rules. Casey's a baby. Mm-hmm. And then I moved out. And then about a year later, I broke up with my boyfriend. And I just needed some friends. <laughs> and so I had some friends at work. But I started hanging out with mom and Dan's friends. And Dan is five years younger mm-hmm. than mom. And Dan's friends, and you have an age range too. So mm-hmm. they were all older than me. But I think probably the youngest one was like only like five or seven years older than me. Mm-hmm. And so, but obviously I'm very different life stages you know whatever but I think that that maybe is where that started because in two of my most special friend groups I have friends that are mom's age Mm -hmm. but it just doesn't even you know it's just not even a thing yeah like and my Sunday dinner my standing Sunday dinner plans are with a couple that are mom's age, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's just not a not a thing. So I think that that might be part of the deal for me is that I'm willing to be friends with a lot of people. We're, bo- we're both also old souls. I, I think I was born at roughly age 70, yeah. and I'm just slowly working my way to, to reality. <laughs> Wasn't it a New Girl episode where Nick says, I love my birthday. I feel like I'm finally aging into my personality. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have those kind of multi-generational friendships? I'm trying to rack my brain and I, I don't know. I mean, we, within our friend group, so once I married Russell, who's a much more social being than me, I acquired a lot of friends and have been really lucky to now count them among my friends. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just that they're friends through Russell and some, several of them, their spouses are a little older. So I would say largely the same thing. Like I don't question anyone about their age before I'm sure when I, when I'm interviewing them for my friendship. How old are you? No, you're not qualified. (laughs) You're not going to round two. Like when chat rooms were a thing, (laughs) ASL, (laughs) age, sex, location. But yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I think I keep in touch with people who are a little older, but and I would, you know, and I do stuff with mom and dad's friends as well. But yeah. I would, I definitely don't think, other than like our neighbors. Right. Who are um, older. We don't really have any, any friends who are, obviously we're getting older. So I guess our friends are too. Yeah. And it actually, that has been something that's been really alarming. I went to this event in Austin last week. And it was, you know, it's, you know, in the tech space. So these people were rolling in and I'm thinking to myself, that's what you wore to work. And that was thought number one. What were they wearing? Uh, this one girl was wearing this like off the shoulder number 
with a skirt and boots. I mean, she, she wasn't dressed like a hussy or anything. Yeah. It was really more uh, hipstery. Right. Well, there were a couple other things that I, I there was a, a couple of people who, I, you know, they just looked extra casual. I would say. But I was looking around and I asked actually someone from my company. I was like, are these people all children? Like, who who are these people? And nobody else seemed to, to think that was a thing. But I, I felt quite old. So I guess I also have an age limit. Yeah. Or actually a, a age minimum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you and I ever were... Like, kind of your typical 21, 22, 22-year-olds. Particularly once we'd already graduated. and mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I tried to be for yeah. a brief period of time. I was like, I need to cut loose. And then I kind of hated that, so. Yeah. Reined it back in. <laughs> we talked a little bit in our last podcast about the things that mom modeled for us. And one of the things that I think is so special about mom are her female friendships. Mm-hmm. So she has a group of friends that she has had, I don't know, like... Since we were infants, not I mean, really. Not but... really, but my gosh, may as well have been. <laughs> yeah. Since I would I was... say I was in fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, you were in first gonna... or second grade. Yeah, that I was going to say five. Yeah, so. that feels about right. And they just are wonderful individuals. And in fact, I was thinking about them the other day because for my 30th birthday... They gave me this gold necklace with a little pearl on it. Mm-hmm. And I wear that necklace almost every day. In fact, that was your something borrowed for your wedding. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Yes, I do. As we have talked about on this podcast, I was a challenging teenager. And if not for mom's friends, I don't know that we necessarily would have made it. Mom's friends and Sandy, I think, were the two kind of mm-hmm. keys there. But I remember Lori would pick me up and take me to Chili's. And we'd sit at Chili's and talk. (laughs) And I think there's just something very special about that. Mm -hmm. And I think there is a lot of truth in this sort of notion that it takes a village. And in my mind, I hope to be that person for a lot of my friend's children someday. You know, to be that trusted, responsible auntie. And for... I hope for Thea, too. I think she likes me. <laughs> yeah, she does. She wiped her nose on me to yesterday. So Ooh, yeah. That's, that's love. A sign of that. But, yeah, I, I think they did a lot with you as well, right? Leah, Lori, and Mary. Yeah, Mary, for sure. She picked me up all the time. Yeah. Uh, from school, and I was just trying to convince her to give me her clothes. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what's interesting about you wanting that is I feel like I have that thought. My neighbors went through a divorce and they have some older girls. And, you know, I had thought about telling them I've been through this if you ever need somebody. But then I was like, is that really my place? Like, I don't want it to feel like I'm telling their because, yeah, like we don't know each other that well. Right. So I ended up not doing that. And maybe that is why. Yeah. I don't have boatloads of friends. (laughs) Because you don't just say whatever's on your mind the second it's on your mind. (laughs) But I do think it is worth noting that you have some very deep and very special friendships. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've kind of been (laughs) jabbing at you, but you do have friends (laughs) and some, some good friends. But I do think when all is said and done, little bit, you're my best friend. Yep, it's true. You're my B-fry. Best, best friend. (laughs) That's right. BFF, mm-hmm. if you will. Biffles. <laughs> Best friends, five ever. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> forever is too short. Yeah, I. Uh, that's something I pondered 
a lot when I was pregnant the second time. And I was disappointed at first that this is a good place to memorialize this for her, (laughs) that it wasn't another boy because I was thinking I needed that. I wanted to have same-sex children so that there was this hope of them building a relationship similar to we have. And then uh, we have all discussed it since then. And, you know, obviously that's just having a the same-sex sibling doesn't guarantee you a best friend. Mm-hmm. And just because you are not same-sex sibling doesn't mean you can't be best friends. Mm-hmm. So, and so far, they are pretty obsessed with each other. Yeah. So, fingers crossed, that holds it holds true. She's only been around for nine months. He hasn't tried to return her or anything, so. That's, that's a less rocky start than our friendship. I know. Because <laughs> I believe I wanted to return you around two months. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not <laughs> sure if I made it that long. But, yeah, I think, and, and we have both tried to analyze this to try and figure out what we did right. I don't know if we've ever figured out that answer. Mm-mm. Maybe someone uh, who knows more than us will will be able to tell us. You can remember, you can write us at tinwadampod at gmail.com. That's right. Slide into our DMs on Instagram. Yeah, that too. If you can tell us why it is we're best friends. Because, yeah, I mean, in our formative years, who could have known? That's right. Yeah, we were definitely not beef fries then. That's back when I used to sneak into your room and clean it because it was disgusting. <laughs> and now look at me. Yeah, now you're... I was going to say cleaner than me, but I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. Nobody's... I think my house is cleaner than yours because I don't have two terrorists ruining that's my true. house every day. That's very true. Yeah. There's nothing I love more than a good deep clean. Yeah. There's just no time. <laughs> yeah, whereas I don't love to do that. Yeah. I want to have somebody do it, <laughs> but I don't. Womp womp. Oh, sad. Well, that's our thoughts on friends and friendships. So if you're one of Casey's friends, you're lucky. If you're mm-hmm. one of mine, you're one in a million. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> I think all of my friends know that I love them dearly and would do anything for them, as would you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Within reason. Sure. <laughs> Not sure. I'm going to be giving anyone my kidneys anytime soon. You don't think? I don't know. It's just a real major surgery. Sure. But I mean, it's your friend. Yeah. I would need a letter explaining why they (laughs) thought they deserved my kidney. (laughs) Formally written, collated. Yeah. They need letters of reference. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are you planning on doing with this kidney? (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, All right. Well, I'm happy you're my friend and my sister. Same. All right. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.